This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. It's up to you whether you receive it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we, I receive you right now. We receive you right now. Fill us and fill this place with light, with glory, with revelation, with understanding, with miracles, with healings, with everything that you want and desire and you are able to do according to the power that's at work in us. Holy Spirit, work in us right now, causing us both to want to with God and then to do of his good pleasure. Lord, without faith it's impossible to please you, but we bring you faith today and we thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit At your word, sir, we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for it. And if you can agree, don't just religiously, you know, ascend with your head. Say amen from your heart. The title of this today, y'all got that picture? It says, Know the Time. Note the time, 10 o'clock. Know the time. That could both be a question. It could also be... A directive. You know, God helps us by asking us questions. Any good teacher understands that, that to make sure that what they put in, they get it back out by asking a question. Know the time. But it is a directive. The purpose of teaching is to get us to know the time. Can we know the times? Well, in a world that is 24-7, 365, there's just this survival, you know, scattered and smattered uh, type thing. What do it matter? You know, eat, drink today, be merry for maybe tomorrow we'll die, and then that's it. There's nothing beyond here or there. Those that are, you know, uh, uh, inclined towards to believe in another uh, you know, uh, that there's more. Some of them believe that in the previous life they were perhaps a raccoon or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe they were, uh, have visions of grandeur where they were a some kind of a king or something like that or a queen, you know, way back yonder and, you know, now they've arrived at this time and you know what I'm talking about probably doesn't bear with such foolishness. Amen. And all of these, these uh, things, how is it so hard to believe that there is a God, you know, uh, you know um, that created everything, that's evidenced in everything all around, you know, and to deny, the Bible says, the God deniers and the God defiers, that just, I mean, it makes perfect sense to them, you know, that surely Star Trek, was a uh, was the gospel truth, and that there are aliens. There's some people I wonder where they come from. You understand, and uh, but we know that they they're made in the image of God. They might be looking like the devil, but Amen. 
uh, they came from God. Know the time. First Chronicles 12 says this. Now, why would we look in the Old Testament? There's a lot of people today that say that the Old Testament has nothing to do with us. Well, if we read in the New Testament, it says these things were all recorded in the family history, in the family tree, in the family history, in the family photo album. We see a picture from the scripture. Paul said these are warnings for us. Are you listening? These are warnings because history, time, over time, it just tends to repeat itself. There are patterns. There are uh, things that have happened before that will happen. They're parallel the modern day, the ancient day, paralleling here in the modern day. I believe that. I believe that God is a God who, uh, you know, uh, it's not happenstance or or. Uh, willy-nilly that he is a God that from the beginning knew the ending and he wrote the entire script and that included all the ups and downs and all arounds the devil all the stuff amen I don't have time to unpack all of that but I do believe that now here we see in First uh, Chronicles and this is this is when there was uh, uh, the uh, you know, uh, the Davidic dynasty was coming into play, where David was uh, was coming into rulership. He'd been seven years in Hebron, and then he was going to complete, he was just coming into the all of Israel. In Hebron, it was one tribe and one territory, in and seven years of preparation. Then he moved into uh, the time where all of it and, and where all of Israel, the rest of the tribes of Israel, all of the territory of Israel, and then beyond there. I mean, David uh, ruled and reigned not just in Israel, but Israel uh, ruled and reigned in territories. Everybody and their neighbors were brought subject to uh, David and his kingdom, which was the kingdom of God. So in this listing here, and I want to read it to you, it says this, verse 32, And of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Two hundred chiefs and all their kinsmen were under their command. Now, it's important to note that there's 200 listed of the tribe of Issachar. Specifically, they were men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And if you look at all of the rest of the 12 tribes are listed there, the rest of the 11 tribes, and let me give you the numbers on those. They were listed in the thousands. There were only 200 of the men of understanding, but there were... There were thousands, 7,100, and then 120 on the other side, a half-tribe of Manasseh, and Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, 120. Isn't it interesting the low number of, uh, of men that understood, had understanding of the times and knew what to do? 
Amen. You need to look at yourself and say, I need to be one that understands and knows the times in order to know what to do. It, 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 we, we cannot ignore the correlation between understanding the times and knowing what to do. It is a prerequisite. The script infers here that we must first understand the times in order to second know what we ought to do. Could we agree? You know, much of 2022 has been a year of instruction. Speci very special and specific. And a lot of that has come in the form of, uh, of correction. I would dare say course correction. Now, People that have trouble with instruction never can, uh, uh, never can experience correction. Do you understand? If we have trouble with receiving instruction, and I'm going to tell you something, God instructs. One of the first operations of the Word of God, and I'm going to bring it back into the uh, down into the context, 2020 and 2021 uh, were all about, you know, just a test and a template. Uh, really, the body of Christ has really, had really been sent and gone into exile. Our enemies, uh, subject to our enemies. Shut out, shut up. I know there was a, a big stern and all that kind of stuff, but I, I really, I told Sand, I shared with a few people, I said, you know, I really feel this, I sense this, there's a perception, I'm not sure if it's right or not. I said, but I really perceive that, that I can't get away from this, that the church has been sent into exile. And, uh, but how many of you know there are pictures of that in the Bible? However, there came a, Amen. A remnant. Are you listening? A remnant. What's a remnant? That which remains. I'll tell you, this church had been shaken down to that which remains. Every church out there has been shaken down to that which remains. Amen. And I'll tell you, that which remains, listen, the chaff is blown away by the wind, but the, the real seed falls down is gathered into the barn. Amen. Aren't you glad you're still part of the gathering? Why would it be important to gather? It's a significant, it's a significant uh, thing. It's not to be taken lightly as we looked at before. The gathering is important just like when the, fa when the Father invites us to His table. He's planned all along, made all these preparations and, it was, and it's about the food that we eat but more importantly the interaction that we have when we are together that you just don't get by yourself. Hmm? Are you listening? Do these words mean anything to you? Isolate. Isolate. Stay apart. Make sure you keep distance. Or dig a little deeper down into that. Are you listening? Because nothing happens. Uh, there's a cause to everything that happens spiritually and naturally. 
there's something beyond the natural that's always the spiritual. Now, if that's not for you, it's okay. You know, just continue on to be, you know, like it is. The Bible says that, you know, there's certain types of folks that just stumble on, unaware, have no idea, you know, and they stumble right on into it. Amen. But if you're going to be a spiritual person, it would pay us to be spiritual people and to, and to listen to the Holy Ghost who will show us things to come. The Bible says we're not ignorant or unaware of the devil's devices. I know a lot of people that that verse does not fit them. Are you listening? And so they're just taken unaware in the snare. That's the truth. Have you ever been unaware and got caught in a snare? That when you finally figured out that was not God's will for me, that was the devil trying to destroy me. Can I, can I have anybody with some understanding here today? Cannot ignore the correlation between understanding the time. So let me go a little further. You've heard me reference this before. I have not been at liberty, and not until recently, until really this week had the release from God to share this. Uh, and I can't share all of it because I, I'm... Of the persuasion, say, God, I'm I'm not going to preach something that I don't know. I'm not going to preach something that that you know that is outside of my experience in living with you. All right, if it's true, it has to first be true for me before I'm going to share that as the gospel truth with other people. And so the Lord had been uh, dealing uh, with me about, uh, you know, times and time and times and timing in him. You know, if you're going to walk with people, you know, saying I used to walk and, and uh, uh, it's better now, you know, but years ago. She's shorter than I am, but the girl can walk out, outpace me by, she'd always be out in front. And I'd say, why you walk so fast? She'd go, why you walk so slow? We're supposed to be walking together. It required an adjustment for both of us. How many of you know to walk with the Lord that we need to adjust to his pace? He does make adjustment for us. Thank God he's a champion of our salvation, a captain of our salvation. He knows what we're made of. You know, just the same way you would adjust. What do you do when you're holding a little child's hand? You know, you adjust your pace. You don't just drag them along. Isn't that right? You make an adjustment to walk with them. And because they're learning to walk together with you. It's the same way with the, uh, with the Lord. You know, if God, if the lessons in the Bible are, are replete. You can see them every, uh, you know, uh, everywhere. Especially with the children of Israel. God said in, he, they had a physical form of God in the cloud and a physical form of God in the fire. And he said, when I move, you move. When I stop, you stop. We live in a culture today that that's not, very, that's not how we do life. Amen? God, if I have time on Sunday morning, I'll come. If I don't, oh, well, you'll have to, Lord, be with me. Well, it's like, you know, you've got to be with the Lord if you want the Lord to be with you at some point in time. Amen? You know, he, Jesus said, walk with me. Does that require something of us to learn to walk with the Lord? When he stops, we stop. When he starts, we start. If he continues, we continue. If he pauses, we pause. Walking with the Lord. Those that 
walk led by the Spirit of God will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, walking led by the Spirit of God. And I know some of us believe that God's just on the run because he's under the gun, like us. No, he's not. He that believeth shall not make haste. A lot of times we just need to stop, look, listen, be still, and know that God is God. Running, hoping God can keep up with you while you're trying to outrun the devil. Or you're trying to do your own thing. Are you listening? The thing you do not want to hear from God is God to say, have it your way. You don't want to hear that. Are you listening? Amen. Because (laughs) you just don't want to hear that. Because our way might seem right, but it's not right. And God will wait until, you know, if you won't hear instruction... Most of the time, then, there can't be any correction. And, you know, we may just wind up, you know, insisting on give me what is mine. It's my right to choose for my own life. It's my right to do it my way, to have it my way. You might just wind up, you know, uh, spending it all on foolishness and wind up, you know, in a pig pen somewhere where you get a different wake-up call. Amen. Anybody ever been there and experienced some of that in your own life? Two or three people are honest. Thank you for the rest of you. We'll pray for you. You know, because if you go back and read the scripture, it says all liars. No, I know you lie sometimes. You know, everybody has little white lies, right? Well, you know, don't make a habit and become a na- and let it be in your nature to lie. Just tell the truth. But to tell the truth, you've got to know the truth. To know the truth, you've got to continue in his word. When we walk with the Lord, the Lord only tells the truth. Amen. So anyway, this Sabbath year, uh, you know, uh, and the Lord won't, won't give you things until, you know, uh, you're, you know, you're ready. You've been prepared to become responsible for that. Isn't that right? There's no point in me getting up my grandbabies and taking them out there and trying to teach them how to drive that truck at three years old. It's not for right now. Are you listening? There's no point. Amen. God doesn't do something, give you something in your life until you have the capacity and the capabilities, at least the potential, where that is concerned. All right, now they have the potential, absolutely, but it's not for now. Amen. But when it does come for now, the Lord will start, talk to you about it. You know, to walk with God, you've got to kind of, it's walking with him now. It's in a now moment with God who is. You're not responsible for what God hasn't revealed. You are responsible for what God is revealing. Remember, those that, don't, that can't see what God is doing stumble all over themselves. All right? Themselves, not over God. See, but themselves, through our own choice, we just we bring our own interpretation to things, our own understanding. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. When, uh, the Message Bible says, in everything you do and everywhere you go, listen for his voice. Live out of his voice, what he's saying now. 
out of what he's already said. So anyway, long and short of that, the Lord began to deal with me about this Sabbath year, every seventh year. Uh, I've learned about the cycle of the seasons, and God's always dealt with me for many years now in trying to be faithful in having faith and patience for one year. That stretched me because... You know, good God. I mean, I was either I was either seeing, you know, something that that was going to take many, many years and trying to cram it into my right now and missing the point and missing the thing. Or, you know, I was just focused on right here and right now like that was how it was always going to be. There was no balance. There was no, you know, I mean, if God, God would talk to me about, you know, uh, believing for something, then you begin to realize, well, man, that's, that's going to take till the end of the year. And it's like, you know, I don't know if I can last that long. I'm the only one. Don't, don't smile too much because you might tell on yourself there. But, you know, it had to learn. Took a, it's taken a lot of years just to learn how to live life in a year a year planning and strategy and that type of thing. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I feel like that I passed the test of trusting God in that measure and being found trustworthy of God, that God can trust me with that framework of time to be faithful to it, uh, to be true to it, you know, to at least try <laughs> At least try to trust and let God stretch you into a, a different measure. Am I, is this making sense to anybody here? Now, see. All right. Now, you know, now I'm having trouble signing a seven-year note for a car. Oh, sure. Yeah, it'll be fine. You know, I mean, I, we'll get this paid off. You can't see seven years from now. <laughs> isn't that right? That's true. That's faith, ain't it? Somewhat blind faith. But you know what I'm saying. Amen. Well, you know, the, this year the Lord began to deal with me about that. And I saw that there's this seven-year cycle. Reference Leviticus, the 25th uh, chapter. The Lord said, when you come into the land, when you're going to live in the promised land. Now, for them it was literal. For us, it is a figurative thing. When we come into God's highest and best for our life, into the inheritance, into living in the realization of and taking possession of the promises God has given us. His word working in our life. Giving us that abundant life that he promised us. All right, so when you come into that place of permanent possession. Of you're going to live uh, uh, in the blessing of God. Are you listening? In a different measure than you did in Egypt, in a different measure than you did in the wilderness. You're going to get into a place where you're permanently, this is how you live. Abundantly. You live on top. You live Deuteronomy 28 all the time, listening to his voice. All these blessings coming upon you, happening for you now in the land. Are you listening? The promised land, all right? Acknowledging his promise. So he said, when you come into that land, he goes, you, he goes six years, you're going to be in a cycle of work and labor. You can do anything you, know, you want. You should do, consult me, be partners with me, and uh, ask me what I want, what you should do, what you ought to do. 
uh, you know, and you'll be very blessed, amen, uh, where that is concerned. He said, but now the seventh year, he goes, that's a set-apart year. That's a special year. It's a significant year. You shouldn't treat it as every other year. And here we are in a society, if we're not careful, even with the church, we treat every year the same. We're just going to work and work and work and work, and God's going to bless and bless and bless. Well, he said, no. See, and you'll hear the world has run away with this, but really it's a spiritual term, and it's what God is doing. The seventh year was actually a reset year. It was the pause year. It was the year where, where just trust in God and in his blessing took on a whole different meaning than it did when uh, when we were doing the laboring years. Because the thing about, you know, we can only go so far and then we begin to, and you'll see the scriptural uh, things in this, and, and you can go back and read it in the 8th chapter uh, of Deuteronomy. He said, now when you come into the land, he said, realize that everything's going to start going your way, baby. I mean, everything's going to increase your money, your material possessions, your everything. He said, and be careful that when all that happens that you don't begin to say, I did this. Is my smarts. It's my, no, it's the blessing of God. So he said, in the seventh year, I'm going to have to push a reset so you come back to ground zero and you realize, no, it was me. No, it is me. It's all from me and it's all for me. Well, 2021 of September, 2021, uh, through uh, uh, this September, 2022, actually the 26th day of September, we've been in... The, what they would call that Sabbath year, that special year, that significant year uh, with God. Now, how do we know that? Well, we go by, we have two calendars. We have the Jewish calendar, which I consider more of the spiritual, it has more of the spiritual uh, overlays, the spiritual significance to it, has, uh, is more mindful. They are the divine uh, caretakers and gatekeepers of the time and the timings of God. He entrusted them with that. And thank God they wrote it down. Thank God they lived through it. Thank God they're the pattern in the, where that is concerned. Well, another term for that word would be Rosh Hashanah. I don't have time to teach on that. But it, needless to say, we're, we're approaching, we're 37 days away from the, uh, uh, the, the finish of that. Amen. We're in the finishings of that now. Aren't you glad that God also gave us October, November, and December to make some adjustments to the orientation? <laughs> Amen. To line up what he's doing with what we're planning on doing in the next new year of 2023. God's new year starts spiritually uh, in, uh, at the end of uh, Shemitah, Sabbath year, or Rosh Hashanah. I really don't have time... You know, to break all of that down. You know, listen now, guys. You know, we need to, you know, have you ever been caught in the situation where, you know, God had said a lot of things to you, you really didn't pay attention, and you came to a place where you wish you had paid attention? I'll tell you, see, a lot of, you know, I've been enough for my own life anyway. And as a pastor and being responsible for the spiritual life to some degree, spiritual well-being of the people that uh, are following us as we follow the Lord, I've found in my own life, and I've found it especially true also with other people, that, uh, you know, sometimes we can sp spend a lot of time fooling around when we should have been wising up.
Amen. The good thing about it is that the Lord has promised to redeem the time. He has promised to restore the years that we've been robbed of. How can God do that? Well, you know, he's God, isn't he? Is he going to turn back the clock? No, but he can make going forward into the future so good that you forget about all the failures, all the mistakes, all that. He wipes that out. Uh, like Joseph, Joseph said, you know, God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. And he, and the good so overwhelmed the pain of the past. That's restoring the years. Can God do I'm believing for that. For myself and my family, for you all. I don't believe that... At this point in life, naturally, but also spiritually, I just, you know, I, I don't have time to be silly anymore. I must take it seriously enough if the last half is going to be the best half. Just saying. Well, uh, let me, it's, it's, it's referred to in Leviticus 25th chapter as the year of release. Well, we have an Old Testament witness. The Bible says, let everything be established by two or three witnesses. We also have the New Testament witness with Jesus himself. It's written in the words of read. He took the book of Isaiah and he began to read. This is at the very beginning of his ministry, uh, public ministry, after he was baptized and, and went through the 40-day test uh, and temptation of the devil, passed that test. You know, we have to pass some tests, don't we? We have to pass some tests, don't we? Your faith will be tested, won't it? Your life will be tested. Isn't that right? God will see whether or not your works, your life matches up with your words. Amen. That the inside and the outside uh, uh, say the same thing. Let me read this to you uh, out of here. It says... Uh, then Jesus went back full and under the power of the Holy Spirit, verse 14 and 4, into Galilee, and the fame of him spread through the whole region. And he himself conducted a course of teaching in their synagogues, being recognized and honored and praised by Now I wonder why he just didn't go from house to house. I wonder why he didn't say, look, y'all, you know, uh, uh, you know, now that I'm really super spiritually anointed, uh, here, I'm going to stand out here, and uh, uh, God's going to just convey the anointing, uh, you know, uh, through your walls and the airways, and you won't even have to come be personally present. No, he went to the synagogue. Are you listening? And he was teaching in the synagogue, and you had to be present in the synagogue. And I'll show you uh, why this. Listen. He says, and there was, and he entered the synagogue as was his custom. Everybody say, as was his custom, on the Sabbath day. See, Jesus go to church every Sunday. Don't you don't have to say that. I'll say it one more time in case you miss it. Jesus, it was his custom to be in the house of God, the synagogue, that which represented God, every Sunday. Amen. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It, he, he found a place where it was written. And he said, because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He sent me to announce release. Yeah, announce release 
to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation, the free favors of God, profusely bound, again referring to release. Then he rolled up the book, gave it back to the tenant, sat down. They say that, uh, that what really caused the stir in that uh, was that there was a chair reserved for the Messiah in the synagogue. Every synagogue had a chair reserved for the Messiah. He read from this book, proclaimed himself that Messiah, then sat down. Well, before he sat, yeah, so he sat down. He said, and then he began to speak to them sitting in that chair. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled while you are present and hearing. Should you be present and hearing when Jesus sits down in our midst to teach? I believe that. Well, they got all worked up uh, because he, what he said and what he did. Amen. Now, uh, the Shemitah, the root word of that is Shemat, and it means this. Uh, it means to shake to throw down, to fling down, to begin or commencing to jostle, to, uh, to uh, push. It means to, put, to run against or to push against. It's, it means liberation to release. It means liberation or deliverance from res- restraint of any kind as from confinement or bondage. It means to liberation from care, pain, or any burden. It means the discharge from obligation or responsibility as a debt uh, of uh, a debt of poverty or claim of any kind. All of those words are uh, included in release. Now, the reason I bring that up uh, is that I've, I sent this out to uh, the uh, leadership of the church and and I tell you I felt for some times you know um and I guess I've held back a little bit been withheld I hadn't been released until uh now but you know if you if you would like to uh be in the flow of the now if God tells me to give uh uh you know something else that's beyond what we get on Sunday morning you know, uh, I would love to send that to you. You just give your sand will form a group and I'll text that to you. Uh, and uh, uh, I promise you that I don't send it. You can, the leadership, you can, uh, the lead team, you can, you can tell them I don't share a whole lot of stuff. I'm not on there every day. I'm not even on there every week. But when God really impresses something out, I send it out. This last time, I really felt that it was released to go beyond where we had been, uh, where that night shared that with Sandy, and she sent it out to some of you. But here's the thing. If you want to, if you want to know, uh, you know, and, and uh, you want to uh, be in that flow, I, I, I promise you I will not, uh, I will hear from God uh, because that's what I do. My day is about hearing from God. Everywhere I go, everything I do, I'm listening for his voice. Some of it's just personally for me, of course, absolutely. I got to hear from me, uh, for God for me. And I'm not going to share something with you that I haven't first heard from God for me, for me no, and make sure it's God. But then I do check with him, you know, who is this for? Is this to be shared? 
And if it is, I will be faithful to put it uh, out there. So I sent this out to them. And it says this, for your consideration. I didn't say, thus saith the Lord. I didn't say, you know, this is, uh, this is God saying to you. I said, for your consideration. Because, you know, we've got to, we, we need to consider some things. We need to, the Bible says in Haggai, it says, you know, uh, you're living in a time when, you know, things ain't going so well for you. He goes, maybe you ought to consider your ways. Amen. Maybe the times that we're living in, we ought to consider the time. Do we know the time? Do we know God's timing and framing that? So I'm going to read this to you. And like I said, you can, I'll make more work for Pastor Sandy and Sonia. They'll get that group formed. All they need is your telephone uh, number or whatever. Uh, that is, it's just by text. So it'll just go out in a, a thing called Group Me, and we'll form that group. If you want to know, uh, if God gives me something, I'll give it to you. And, and you judge it by this. It said, for your consideration, I felt impressed to focus specifically in these last 42 days of the Shemitah year, also called the year of release, to pray release over our lives. Whatever your circumstance or situations, both spiritual and natural, where this one word, release, applies as the one thing that will change everything. Touch it only praying in the Spirit. Extra oil, extra prayer. If this bears witness in your spirit, let there be agreement and alignment with this assignment. And I signed it, Pastor. Now, I can tell you I had two things that happened in the natural that were a sign and a signal to me that that this word was activated and and right now there were two things specific privately and I I can I can tell you were things that that were you know on hold that were in the waiting and I mean uh, that day that particular day when I sent this out there were not just one signal or sign there was two and when God does things twice, it, the, like Joseph said, he goes, the fact that you had two dreams of the same thing, the fact that two of the same thing happens, he goes, God's surely making this happen. Amen. Now, uh, and this is what we're praying for. I really feel, you know, I know for our lives, praying for release of family. How many of you got some family that, that Jesus said, that, that need to be released from poverty, need to be, for just one second, you can claim all of this for yourself, right? But let's go beyond you. <laughs> Amen. All right? You're first, absolutely. But you would be first as a sample example. Amen? See? And, and God's going to take care of everything yours, but how many of you know, is there anybody that has had on their heart, has situations and circumstances that, in their family, there needs to be a God release. A release from the devil and a release to God's will and way in their life. How many of you have some friends that, that need release? How many have some followers? They may not tell you they're following uh, you, but from a distance they're watching. They want to see if it's real. The extended circle. Uh, of your life see and and to pray this way pray release from fear the scripture talked about with jesus oppression see fear brings oppression doesn't it are you hearing 
It brings bondage. The Bible says men are enslaved in bondage to fear, fear of death all of their life. You know when you get saved, you're free from the fear of physical death and any other form of death. Whatever death can deliver. You know, I mean, what's the word? The Lord said another way. He goes, what's the worst that can happen? Men can kill you. He said, don't be afraid of that. He said, be afraid of when you stand in front of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Fear, fear, uh, uh, also, uh, uh, or release from poverty, from what Jesus talked about, brokenness. And this is, the interchangeable in this was blindness. Boy, if we're not living in a time of darkness and blindness where the minds of men have been blinded to the glory of God. I mean, when the minds of men, a lot of them having, listen, having rejected God or given over so much, so long, been given over to a reprobate mind to the place where wrong is right and right is wrong. And you can go into the details right quick, but just turn on your TV. It won't be 15 minutes in the newscast, and you'll find out a lot of folks are talking from a reprobate mind and living in the dark, blind leading the blind, and ain't got a clue. Well, Jesus said there need to be a release from that. There need to be a release of the Holy Spirit in the airwaves over our Lives over our community, over our families, over our friends, over the United States of America, over the whole world. Are you listening? That the glory of the latter house is about to explode and far outshine the glory of the former house. Where all they had was a type and a form. We've got the real deal. I'm telling you, God is going to go out of this thing victorious and glorious. He's going to use a body of a, a body of believers, his bride, spotless and without blemish. It's time to live holy lives. I'm separated from the lies. I'm. I've got a but. When they say, I say, but God said, time to live by the word. Some of you letting the world. Are you listening? Determine and define you, and it's the word that should determine and define you. You're letting the world frame your world in darkness. Are you listening? And the word of light should be framing your world so you can see what's really going on. The thing that when they got in the presence of, of Jesus, you think everything just go. you know, oh, we all get the warm fuzzies. Honey, demons scream. They manifest. I'll say something to this mess that's going on right now. Is it any wonder you anoint with oil on, you know, and, and here's why we're doing that. Not because such and such a church did that. So and so did that. No, I'm not going to do stuff just, I'm going to wait till God says, you do this. And what he said is this, in, over there in James the fifth chapter. If there be any sick, he said, he, there was someone here that left the same way that they came in, and the Lord corrected me. Are you listening? He had to correct me before he could instruct me. It, it shook me and woke me awake, and he said, that person went out of here, and, and prayer was not offered for that person. He said, from now on, 
He said, you do not let anybody that comes in here looking for healing that they go out the same way you anoint them with oil. That's the specific scripture and instruction that he gave me that was a correction. And I said, God, I'll do it. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of God and the good news of the gospel or the Holy Ghost. The camera is going to keep running. You can think I'm a fool. I'd rather be a fool for Jesus and do God's things, you know, well, what if they don't get healed? That's none of my business. I'm not the healer. But it is my business to pray the prayer of faith, and then don't go away wringing your hands, God, what if it don't happen? It did happen the moment healing always comes. Always. But we have to receive that. You have to receive the Holy Spirit. You don't have to work Him up. You don't have to do all that. You just have to receive Him. What is that? I open my heart. God, you do whatever you want to do. He always comes where he's welcome. Amen. Now, I have found this. See, you know, uh, I was sharing with some folks early this morning. That's why I was a little late. Because, you know, I mean, I woke up. I, God, I, God gave me a dream. I woke up. I've been preaching. I mean, at midnight last night, I'm doing kingdom business. Hallelujah. I got the time. I'm on God's time. What time is it? Time to rise up and shine. Put your face in it. I mean, if you want to be part of the glory, you're going to have to do some things a little different. I'm available, God. I'm looking and listening. When I lay down, invade my nighttime, my dream, whatever needs it, you need me, you just call. Are you listening? Well, I was thinking about that this morning. The first thing that happened, especially stuff that the devil gets a stronghold, gets a hold of people in a strong way. And it won't go out, won't let go. No movement where that's concerned. You remember Jesus? There was a man that came to Jesus and, and uh, uh, well, they were on the, up on the Mount of Transfiguration. They came down, and uh, there was a man there with a boy that had been tormented, oppressed by the devil. I mean, just it said, you know, uh, trying to kill that boy. Do you understand that the devil, will, if he can't have you, he'll try to kill you? You understand that when you're fighting for your family, your friends, that if he can't have them, he'll kill them? You've got to stand in the gap. Boy, you better have something on you. You better have something. There's some fights that are unavoidable. You better have some stuff. You better know some things. You better be in it to win it, and you will not give up. You do not lose. I'll tell you, God told me that the stone had been released out of the sling, and that's more than just for little circumstances. That's about the whole world. There's a Goliath, are you listening, that for 30 days, for too long now has shouted, if I beat you, you're going to serve me. If you could beat me, we'll serve you. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody fell back and ran. See, the church is all done running backwards. Thank God there's some Davids that are going to come out and say, who is that that's talking anyway? That's not God. They're defying God. That's more than just natural. There's something to this more than what you see. And it's 
something rose up on someone rose up on the inside of him. I wish I had, Pastor Ron, come up here. I wish I had somebody in the house that would get a little bit more stirred up about some stuff that's going on, some stuff the devil is saying, some junk that's happening out there. Where are the ones that have been anointed and appointed and have come into a time of their alignment with their assignment? That somebody rises up on the inside and says, you know what, that's enough, that's a lie. And we're not going to have it no more. That's a, that's a devil deal. And we're not going to have that no more. And I know that a lot of Christians go, I don't want to stir up the devil. I ain't stirring up the devil. God's stirring me up. But I'll tell you one thing. I've looked the devil in the eye more than one time and told him to my dying breath and my last dollar. You want to have a fight? It's going to be a fight. And somebody is going to win. And somebody is going to lose. The Lord told me, he said, the stone has been released out of the sling. And then he added this. He said, I never miss. Oh, honey, it was more than a little 14-year-old boy running to the battle. It was a, it was a Holy Ghost anointed fire baptized, filled, I mean, can't help yourself. When the Spirit of God comes on you, you become like another person. Yeah, like the person of the Lord Jesus Christ that came to where we were, took the fight to the devil buried three days and whooped his hiney so bad he ain't got no teeth. His arms are broken. The only thing he can do is hide behind a curtain and pretend he's the great wizard of ours. You're a nothing. You're going to be exposed. I heard the Lord say this. He said, their defense of pretense has been stripped away. You're going to see that. Listen, that's across the board. All these pretending Christians, these pretending people that give mouth service and no life service, lip service, no life service. Are you listening? You better get for real. You got a little window, 37 days left before the release. Before the release. You don't want God to release you to the stage. Have it your way. You just have it your way. If you're not going to pay attention, if you're not going to do what you need to do, have it your way. My God, if we come to anything, we ought to come to the place of God. I don't want my way, not my will. Your will be done. I don't want my way. I want your way. Your way is the only way for me. I'm talking to somebody now, both near and far. Somebody ought to hear a call. Somebody with anointed ears. Not itchy ears with anointed ears. They can hear the giant and they have a different response. There's a different reaction. Who is that? It's just the devil. And the devil's going down. And the devil's to be dead. And the devil is going to be done. And that little old boy ran to it. He ran to it. He ran to it. Amen. All these people running from the devil, running from church. Shut up and shut out. Are you listening? Enough. Enough. Better know the time. I am the alarm clock today. I am sounding the alarm. Blowing a trumpet in Zion. There is a sound. Are you listening? I heard somebody preach this 
this it was so magnificent boy because i i make it a little more time it's the middle of a saturday afternoon usually i'd be you know down the farm or doing something like that but i'm hungry to hear i gotta hear i'm in the last days of a thing i need to know i want to know i have to know i heard this lady say she said you know what jesus said that that it's i give you the keys of the kingdom she said that is a musical term like you would play something in the key of g and when the holy ghost came she said it was it's the measurement of a sound the sound of heaven I'm going to give you the sounds of heaven. What you just heard that got you out of out of your seat without nobody having to tell you to stand. Well, that rising sound, that crescendo sound, was because you heard the voice within the voice. You heard heaven call. You heard God talking. You heard a shout of victory. And see, once you get, once you get up in this, I can't unhear what I've heard. I can't unhear it. He said, what you hear in secret, you will shout from the housetops. What you hear. Do you hear the alarm? It's not just any clock, it's an alarm clock. You know, you ought to be alarmed at what's going on today. I had a dream where where on one side uh, was filming Pastor into Passion and and boy I was so befuddled I just I just couldn't think of this and came out of my mouth and said I, I want to talk about salt I heard myself say that and in the instant I was in another scene and there was a newspaper there and there were all these stories in the newspaper and and it was the same feeling you know that I hadn't read them I didn't know what it was those two things go together you cannot be salt and know what you're talking about if you don't want what's going on in the world around you. You've got to have the Word of God and hear the Word of God that applies to the world because you are the difference. Your words are powerful because you are born again, a speaking spirit. You have the sound of His voice inside of your voice. You are the sound of heaven and the earth. What you say, what you bind, declare unlawful and illegal on the earth is bound and declared unlawful in heaven. Prayer, prayer, kingdom come, will be done. Rule and reign of God, come. Will of God be done. He said, pray this way. On the earth, on the earth, on the earth, man was given authority over the earth. All the doings, the comings and the goings, uprising, down, sitting, everything that happens on the earth was the responsibility of man. Blessed, blessed. I bless you. Be responsible. Have dominion. And the devil stole it. The devil robbed it. The devil deceived and he robbed are you listening? And he took it. But he's not a legal owner. He's not a legal owner. 
He doesn't belong to him. And Jesus came and he said, Now, all authority that you lost, I got it back. And he didn't even hesitate in the same breath. And I'm giving it back to you that you go into all the world and you have this dominion. You be this blessing. You say what needs to be. God, is anybody hearing me today? Is there anybody in this house and anybody else? You got to play in church. I don't want to play what the manufactured man-made church like they call it. But this thing, I can't unsee what I've seen. I can't know what I know, and I will understand the Master's plan. I'll tell you, I believe that we're in the that we're in this time frame that there's a release field. There's a release. Shaking, a jostling that's begun. God's about, God's about to change some things. Listen, we're waiting on Him to change things. God's got to change you. God's got to change you. He's got to change. There's a remnant. There are some. There are some people that have an ear to hear. He said, "If you've got ears to hear, you need to hear what I'm saying." As they had heard. Religion and what men thought all their life. And they thought they knew. But when the real one stepped on, they didn't recognize him. They didn't understand the time. And so they didn't know what they ought to do. God for the trouble I've been through. I thought, God, that at the time, the hell I went through, I didn't understand. I thought God was punishing me. But I'll tell you, I thank God. I thank God I know what to do. As I understand all of that was for such a time as I'm in right now. All of that fighting for my family, my children, my stuff. Hold my little bean patch of ground, swing my sword. So that one day I would stand where I'm standing right now. And I'll tell you what, it's a bigger patch of beans than it's ever been. It's a greater family than the family of God. They're out there. They're in the highways and the byways. They're broken. They're oppressed. And they want to know, is there a God that's real? And the only way they're ever going to know Him and see Him is through you and me. Everybody, listen. You know, the Bible says in another place, years ago, I can't call the Scripture and verse I wish I was better at doing homework and all that sometimes you just on the fly you're flying with the Holy Ghost you're just holding on and you're trusting him to call things to your remembrance it doesn't matter you can do your homework where that's concerned it's there it says in the day of your power are we in a day when we need to see the power 
We need to have the power and experience the power of God. In the person of God, the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, in the day of your power, may your people volunteer voluntarily. May there be a yes to your yes. May there be an amen with their lives. May they step out of the shadows and step up into the light and say, when God says, who will I send? Who shall we send? You know, you get in the glory, that's the end of it, isn't it? It's not just seeing the Lord I lifted up in the house. His train fills the temple, but the question arose, God says, now who? I'll tell you who, the one that sees the Lord high and lifted up and sees the glory fill the temple and just says, God, 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 I'm undone. I am a person of unclean lips. I have not used words like you use words. And I dwell in the midst of a people that are not serious about you. The Bible says he took a fire. He took a fire. The word and his fire. Remember the word is a fire. He took a fire coal from the altar. And he touched my lips. And then he said. Who are we going to send? And the response of a touched life. One God has touched with his fire. You can't unknow it. You can't unsee it. You can't unhear it. You can't run away from it anymore. And the only response is, here I am. Lord, send me. If that's you, get up here up front right now. I'm telling you, we're going to do something today. The Lord's wanting to do something. This thing of release. And you're committing to something. The next 37 days, including today, we're going to press this thing. We're going to press the pressure point of this thing. We're going to press into that release. Are you listening? And you know what it would be like? It would be like a pressure point on a dam, on a balloon, that it just gets the bulge. You remember in the years ago they called it the battle of the bulge. Why was it? Because they pressed it. They had a focal point. They had a focal point. We got a focal point here. God is doing something. And He's letting us know what that some things are. don't have to know all the details, but just like me. Listen, all I've done is I just, God, I want to know. I just want to honor You. I don't know, but I need to know because I want to honor You. I want to be part of what You're doing. Because I know this, Lance, God will not do your part. He'll do what only He can do, but He will not do your part. You have to do something. Good God, could you not just be a spectator and become a participator? God has invested in you and put stuff on the inside of you. He's about to pull the lid. Hallelujah. There's some things that happened on the news a little while ago, and the Lord said, (laughs) I heard the Lord speak. He said, there's a crack in the cover. I'm lifting the lid. There's a crack in the cover. And I'm lifting the lid. Oh, don't you want to be parked? Don't you want God to use you? Don't you want to quit saying, I don't have? But say, Lord, what I do have, I'm going to give that. Can you give some special attention, some extra attention, a little extra time? 
praying in the Holy Spirit over release. You just have a perception and a, a sense that I need this in my family. I need this. I need this for my friends. I need this for my for my from brothers and sisters in Christ. I need this in my community. I ne- we need this God in our state and in our land. The whole world needs to know. The Bible is full of people that were just one. It has to begin with one. But that one never stays just one with God. One little spark. Anything you get near and anyone you get near. See, when you get on fire, it's God who is a consuming fire. He just begins to happen to everything and everyone. Nothing and no one is untouched by a life that's being touched by God. You let God touch you. And I'm going to tell you what. Now listen. Listen to me. You bring your measure. You bring your own measure. How much God is too much God. How much God is just enough God. See. It's time to press. Sometimes you have to press the issue, don't we? Amen. We have to just press. See, because you're more than you think you are. When God looks at you, He knows you inside and out. And you're way more than what the devil has lied to you and told you that you aren't. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we stand here in front of you today and I believe that we're moved by your words. We're expectant of your works. God, as for me and my house, we will serve purpose of the Lord in our generations and we're expecting to a thousand generations Lord we're going to be faithful to you and you're going to be faithful to us and God we're crying out we're there's a, a new song out there on the radio and it's an old song actually that's been done over leaning on the everlasting arms and the bridge and it goes I'm leaning The more I'm leaning, the less it feels like dying. And more like living heaven on earth. (laughs) The more I'm leaning, the less I'm feeling like I'm dying. more like living heaven on earth and Jesus tell us to pray that way I'll tell you the sexually confused and perverse seducing spirits and doctrines of devil not people seducing spirits and doctrines of devils are not running rampant on the streets of glory It's not in heaven. The lawlessness and rebellions and shaking the fist is saying we can do anything we want to do. I've had the devil 
in a person stand in my situation and say, I can come here anytime I want and do whatever I want. And I'll tell you what now. A fist fight in the, and I, I didn't I shouldn't have done it in the natural. God forgave me. You know. It cost me a thousand dollars for a lawyer, a brand new wedding ring and a busted knuckle and twenty hours of community service. Amen. But it's never gonna be okay for the devil to stand there and tell me you can come I can come anytime I want, do anything I want. I don't think so. Matter of fact, I know so. And let me tell you, now he does too. Now the devil knows that too. The church of the living God is the only thing that stands in the way of this thing going all the way to hell in a handbasket. Of the seven year, we're not there yet. We have a window of time. We have a time. We're either going to, either the devil is going to champion and things are going to get worse and worse and worse are you listening or it's time for the champions of God and the supreme champion of all the captain of our salvation wants he I feel like he's rising up for righteousness what's right and maybe you look at some things that say that's not right in your life in your family your friends in the church, in the world, in your country, in your community. That's not right. There's a lot of things. Isn't that right? See? But we're praying for the release of what's right. Let's let, we're going to release the devil from his assignment. He's about to be canceled. You ain't going to cancel God. I'll tell you who's going to get canceled. The devil's about to be canceled on up in here. Amen? Hallelujah. All the mess, all the lies, all the stuff. The gospel is confrontational. I told somebody this morning, I said, Now, you need to understand about God and you need to know this about me. This is what you need to know about yourself. I'm not going around trying to pick a fight. I love peace. I'm joyful in peace. Peace is right for me. I love peace. I seek peace as much as in, in me, to live among all men as much as is in me. But I'll tell you this one thing. Devil, see, the disturber of the peace, I ain't picked no fight, but if there's got to be a fight, I ain't running from it neither. And I'll tell you, it's going to be a good fight. And you know why it's going to be good? Because I win. Amen. How do you know you win? Jesus said this. See? There. You take your big old foot, you put it on top of his neck. He's the one down, dead, and done. Amen. And why you pull your thing up that? Because while you're doing it, you're, you're posing, right? Take a picture right now. See this? See? See? This little tiny chicken leg is on top of this big little fat neck. I win. Amen. See, that'll stay with you. You need a picture from the scripture? There you go. You never will. It's, it, <laughs> You have a spiritual witness and a natural witness. They go, I can't unsee that, Pastor. Good. I don't want you to. Amen. Because that's where my foot is going. Will you commit to the next 37 days, including today? Let's press the issue. Can you bring a little extra attention? A little extra attention. Just a little extra attention. 
that should should you think of it Kenneth Hagin said this he goes Kenneth Hagin senior said should you think of it and he goes and see that you do <laughs> but should you should you have a thought towards it that you just pray in the Holy Spirit you put it on top of that and there's just one focus release release for the release amen we got some situations that only God can take care of only God only God only God that's not a bad place to be that's a setup that we need to step up into because God can be God all by himself there's some of his glory he won't share with another but Jesus prayed he said the glory I had with you before the beginning I want them to have it too what was that it's like well let me be there as more than a conqueror you know Jesus puts him down and he says come over here now put your foot right here on top of his neck see amen I fought the battle I got the victory but I made you more than the conqueror are you with me amen glory to God well father I thank you for this people I thank you for their response may they always have a heart to do what you want them to do Lord I thank you that I'm looking at mighty men and mighty women of God none too old none too young none too in between Lord they are free from in the name I declare liberty over their life from the blindness liberty from the captivity I declare a release as we a release to press into the release of God for their lives for their family for their world in Jesus name especially from this thing I don't have I am not I don't have Lord I release them into reveal to them what they do have who lives on the inside of them their gifts, their callings, their anointings, the grace that they have on their life to stand in their place in the gap, in the wall, and see souls saved, souls delivered. In the name of Jesus. I thank you that we're going to experience an extraordinary, extra dose, extra oil of the Holy Ghost over these next 37 days. And let me look up here at me now. Boy, when some folks get together and get in an alignment agreement and alignment with an assignment now, I'm going to tell you something you're going to you're going to see and you're going to experience angelic in angelic uh, alignments happening bringing bring, bringing alignments in your life you're going to start, God's going to give you signals and signs uh about what's happening. Amen. Just like a, a balloon would fill up with air or water. It begins to bulge. It don't look the same. As it begins to fill. Amen. To get to the breaking point. How many of you ready to be at the, the release. The breaking point. The breakover point. Amen. September 26. Fully. Fully. Amen. After we have done the will of God. After we've done the will of God. Right now this is about doing the will of God. And then we'll see what happens after. Amen. I like the uh, Papa Fred. He's from uh, England. My stepdad. And uh, they call dessert. 
the afters. That's what it's called. He goes, the afters. Amen. How many of you are ready to see some just desserts happen in this life? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I know we've been a little wild and crazy on up in here, but in a world that's gone crazy, we probably look like we have our heads screwed on straight. I challenge you, I invite you, listen, make Jesus your Lord. Get in the right line. Get on the right side. There is absolutely no protection from the seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils and the destruction of the enemy who wants nothing more than to steal, kill, and destroy your life and those around you. The devil's this way. If he can't have you, he'll do his darndest to kill you and destroy. Well, Pastor, you're, you're just fear-mongering. Honey, he's the greatest fear-monger there is. You ought to be afraid. You ought to fear God, but you ought to be afraid of what the devil can do. And you ought to run, 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 run up into the name of the Lord. It's the only high tower that you'll be saved in. Let me invite you to do that right now. Pray this prayer. Jesus, I'm done with the devil. You show me which way to go. Help me to uh, accept you. With all my heart, I open it up wide right now. Lord, forgive me. Lord, save me. Lord, rescue me. Make me into what you want me to be. Amen. If you meant that, you need to come get in the house where we can take care of you. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe some of you give you a good slap on the behind. You take a good breath in the kingdom of God. You start crying. We know what to do with you. We know how to make, we know how to make a disciple that will win. That can, that can stand durability and dependability in your life. Amen. You're interested in being a follower of Jesus. Listen, follow on through with that decision and come to the house of God. Hallelujah. You know, I know a lot of times they say, you know, it don't matter which one. To me, it matters. Amen. If you, if, if you got saved, do you really want to live a victorious life? I know what we're teaching here. I know what we're praying here. I know what we believe in here. And you will be that kind of a Christian. In Jesus' name. Well, if you can have a heart that's at rest, I pray. It, it, you can, on one side, have a heart that's at rest, but I pray you got a spirit that's stirred up on the other side. In Jesus' name. Until the next time, remember this God, God loves you, uh, and we love you. And we'll, uh, we'll be here. We're going to anoint uh, uh, with uh, oil if uh, you've got sickness and disease and you want to be uh, prayed for uh, in any way, shape, or form. That's what we're going to We'll pray the prayer of faith. I'm going to do it every Sunday. Now, if you're out there and you're listening, you know, why stay where you're at? Why sit there till you die? What do you got to lose? You've been to every doctor in town. You've been all around. And the prognosis is you just got to live with it. And it'll probably get worse. I know they're doing the best they can. They'll tell you that. They want you to be well, I'm sure. Amen. But they're limited. This Bible word is unlimited. Let's take God at His word and see what God can do. And if, you need, uh, if you need healing in your body and you've got enough faith to come. See? And to stand here, and I've got enough faith to anoint you with oil as the Lord said. So we take God at His word. We'll see the works of God happen in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Anybody that needs prayer uh, for healing in your physical body up here, we'll take just a few moments. Just stand right up here in front. Our ushers will 
uh, be there and I'll anoint you with oil. I promised God that we wouldn't be ashamed of it. We would do it. I know we're taking a lot of time. I don't know how much time you've ever been. I have never felt comfortable uh, with... Um, boy, I've sat in lawyers' offices waiting on them. I've sat in doctors' offices waiting on them. Are you listening? I ain't much for that. I could take a few extra minutes in the house of God and wait on God because the Bible says, isn't that wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Amen. They'll get strong. The one, one translation says this. It says, those who entwine their heart with God's. You know, it's God's heart for you be well. That you be healed and whole. Amen. It can be instant or it can just from this moment on, from this moment forward, you begin to recover. But the prayer of faith is, I believe I receive it. I did everything I knew to do with all of my heart. And you know what? God's going to do whatever. Uh, God's going to do all that he can do with all of his heart. We simply believe in our heart. God wants me well. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.